Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S T-O-L-K-I-E-N and Instagram at Tipples and Tolkien. So cozy up, pour yourself a drink, and come on a journey with us this fall on Tipples and Tolkien. Previously on Set Condition 1. Action stations. Ooh, she did it. I was getting there. <laughs> I'm not rushing you. I just, just wanted to try it out. You know, it feels good, doesn't it? It does. It feels real good. Action stations. Not a drill. Repeat. Action stations. Action stations. Set condition one throughout the ship. This is not a drill. The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. Many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations, action stations. This is not a drill. Repeat, this is not a drill. Uh, Second condition one throughout the action stations, action stations. Second condition one throughout the podcast. <laughs> Welcome again to Second condition one, a night shift radio original. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and joining me on the CIC is the XO Kitsy. Guess what I forgot to do? Watch the episode? No, oh, I did that three okay, times. <laughs> I, for, I forgot to pick a tie quote. Uh, you could say... So just pretend I did a good, really good one, and everyone's really impressed. There's, wow. uh, I, oh, I had one for you. I had one. Look alive, and for Frack's sake, don't shoot the goddamn president. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> I also like the phrase, he'd poke a skin job. I can't. <laughs> That's just... Okay. We're going to talk about that, but let's get there. And the voice you're hearing is, of course, the president of the 12 colonies in the podcast, Andrea. I mean, he probably would poke a not skin our job. That's the thing. <gasps> wow. Not our hearts. So here's the thing is I intentionally left that off several episodes ago when Rosalind was being kind of nasty uh, and nobody said anything. Doesn't mean nobody noticed. I've just been mm. not saying it for yeah. weeks now, waiting for somebody to ask. Yes, of I just, course. I just thought that the you president know, of our hearts. Everybody had cooled on on President Quinn over here. It's fine. <laughs> Never. Thank you. I didn't vote for you. <laughs> fair, fair. I don't know that. Uh, I'm sure. Who's the admiral? Something no basis for a system of government. <laughs> mm -hmm. the, who do you think the admiral voted for? Who is she running against? Gaius Fracken Baltar. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. He tried to rig an election. I think I meant. Here's what my brain just did. I meant the first time through, but that's nobody not how, voted because no. she didn't have a choice. Because everybody died. In fact, that's actually uh, called to attention at some point in this episode. Mm. Basically, like she said something like by a you know mathematical coincidence or something. That's right. Yeah, that she that she became president. So here uh, we are. It's uh, it's been what uh, it's, it's been, been two weeks 
since an episode. Uh, I think it's roughly two weeks since we recorded. What? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, like, I feel like we can miss a single week and it feels like three months. Yeah, I said that that earlier, too. It it feels like it's been, yeah, it's been forever. <laughs> uh, Caleb, it was lovely to finally um, make your acquaintance, though. Yeah, yeah, this Isn't... was this was wonderful. Um, so for, for those of you listening, uh, this will have happened several weeks ago uh, by the time you hear this, because thankfully we do still have a little bit of a buffer in our <laughs> recording. Uh, I took a trip back east to Syracuse to play a show with, uh, with my band, and Kitsy and Andrea drove up uh, from Pennsylvania and surprised me. And it was such a delight because I turned around and there's Kitsy and I, I knew that Kitsy <laughs> might be coming, but I wasn't sure. And then I turned around a little bit further and there's Andrea. and I, Who you've never met in person before. I've never met Andrea so in person in uh, over a year of doing this. Uh, so I, I freaked out, ran over, gave Andrea a big hug. And then yeah. I immediately turned to Kitsy. I was like, I'm going to give you a hug too. I just, I've never met her. <laughs> That's fair. Thank you. It was p- polite. I appreciate it. <laughs> If I had to choose which one of us to hug, I'd pick Andrea. Me too. Luckily, I don't have to choose. <laughs> no. Caleb's got two arms. Full Look hearts can't lose. That's right. Look at that wingspan. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, so many hugs in here. <laughs> Just Our poor slap listeners. the roof of Caleb. This baby can, <laughs> can fit so many hugs in here. <laughs> I just memed myself. <laughs> Not in front of the listeners, Caleb. Jesus. Oh, my God. Did so, you miss this, Kitsy? I did. I, I know I you this. did. I missed this. This podcast <laughs> used to be about Battlestar Galactica. Know, well, we haven't was. done it in so long. Who, who knows what it's about That's now? true. Good point. <laughs> uh, so, previously on Battlestar Galactica. He said the thing. He said the thing. He said the thing. Uh, so when we last left, uh, Kara was back. Lee mm-hmm. was definitively leaving the uh, the colonial fleet. Uh, he he had a heart to heart with. He was leaving. He was the boy. definitively. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm not having fun. <laughs> but when we when we actually left the the, the cliffhanger, so to speak, of of actually. this uh, of. Uh, actually, <laughs> I just wanted to get in on it. I felt left out. <laughs> it feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, it does feel uh, good. The the cliffhanger of season four, episode one of the two thousand four Battlestar Galactica series, uh, was Kara grabbing herself a sidearm and cornering the president in the uh, in the admiral's quarters, and that's that's all we knew. Uh, and so, you know, this episode starts and she shoots the president dead and wait, no, that, that's not, that's not, <laughs> did you watch it like an alternate cut or something? What if she had though? Oh my Would goodness. she have? I don't think she would have. Take that dying leader. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> She's just helping. <laughs> Expediting the situation. Uh, so, uh, episode two opens with uh ty and the, the quote that i uh yelled out earlier uh you know kind of storming through the hall with what feels like it's really only a handful of people but it feels like kind of like a a musical moment where the people are walking down the street and like the crowd just keeps growing and getting yeah. bigger with them it kind of feels like that as he's walking through the hall and like hilo joins him and like some marines join them and they're they're on their way to to save the president um which I guess we can only assume that that Anders narked. I don't know. 
Because otherwise, like, how do they know that she has the president? Because, like, this happened quickly. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's got to be. Anders the Cylon. I bet she has a uh, a panic button in Adama's quarters. It's like it's like life alert. (laughs) And she hits that and it goes right to Adama. I've fallen and someone has a gun pointed at me. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Starbucks panic button. You can hit it anytime Starbucks gets up to some bullshit because she does constantly. You know what? They would have those all over the ship. (laughs) That button would have broken it like halfway through season two. (laughs) Well, they keep fixing it. That's that's mm-hmm. one of the main things that the chief does is he fixes that button. Mm-hmm. Bust hero just shaking his head. <laughs> Gotta fix a goddamn <laughs> Starbucks button again. I forgot about Bust hero. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> so they um, they they notify the the admiral who also leaves the CIC in Gata's. Uh, I guess we'll say capable hands. <laughs> he's got know. hands at least. I don't know if I believe. Yeah, he's got hands. Well, they're not the capable. Uh, <laughs> so, Starbuck uh, does a whole thing, which is like over oh, by the couch now. And I don't. I'm like, what's? And she's kind of like hurting the president around the the room with with the gun, and she's like, I want to hate you so much, <laughs> so much. But apparently she doesn't. She doesn't actually hate uh, hate Laura. Uh, but what what does really get her goat? What really grinds her gears <laughs> was that she she followed the president on on her vision, on her her whole quest uh, for the Arrow of Apollo, and you know to the the doomed expedition to Kobol. 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 <laughs> Lobot. Where where people died uh, and where they were all spontaneously transported potentially to Earth uh, or potentially just to a really bitchin' like 3D theater. <laughs> uh, and all is to say, like, she she believed in the president's cause and now, like, the president uh, is not, like, not reciprocating. And clearly that's upset, Kara. I think it's... Well... I'm of two minds here because I think it's reasonable. I would also be a little resentful, I think. On the other hand, Starbuck is, like, unhinged right now. This is not the way to get people. And she kind of showed up that way. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, and she's, she hasn't seemed to be able to, to come to grips with, like, the difference in her perceived reality and everyone else's. Yeah, like, yeah, that's that's exactly right. Lee saw her die. Uh, they have moved on and have been without her for months. Uh, and, you know, they know that Cylons are, you know, Cylons look like us now. So, like, anyone mm-hmm. could be. And they're, they're still, as far as the fleet knows, there's still five that they don't know about. Of course, we, we know about four of them. Uh, and so even as far as we know, she could be, she and so be. the the fleet's reaction of skepticism and of mistrust is reasonable. I think so too. Um, and it's it's hard because you know, at least for my part, I kind of want to side with Starbuck, and I mm-hmm. want to be like, you know, you should give her the benefit of the doubt. Like she's just she's trying to help. She says she's been to Earth. She can get us there. Let's get to Earth, y'all. <laughs> uh, but it does make sense that they're like. Mm, we're not going to do that because Cylons. <laughs> because Cylons. That's what's so good about the show. It's so easy 
to or hard. I don't know. It is something to be on everyone's side and no one's side always all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I never. That was the end of my sentence. <laughs> well, and uh, Starbuck recognizes that you know people don't trust her, and she's she's trying to find like she, I don't think she. Hmm. It's hard to say with Starbuck if she actually recognizes in this moment that what she's doing is not helping her cause, mm -hmm. uh, or at least not helping her their their perception of her. Um, but she understands that they 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 don't trust her, and she goes so far as to hand the gun to Laura Roslin and say, "If you think I'm a Cylon, then shoot me." Oof! And like because I I have to do this. Starbuck. I, Starbuck. Starbuck. Who did? She definitely thinks you're a Cylon. Oh. <laughs> she very much thinks yeah, you're a Cylon. Yeah, she does. Everyone thinks you're a fucking Cylon. And uh, she has terrible aim, thankfully, for all of us. Uh, I couldn't. She would have killed her. Yeah. She was. She was gonna. She said, my God, they made you perfect, didn't they? Which is uh, something about this, this Rosalind lady. I don't know. Hmm. It still seems like they're operating under the assumption that Cylons have removed mm -hmm. real people from their everyday life and replaced them with a Cylon copy, yeah. which we know is not how it works. No, they've That's been true. Cylons from the start. They've uh, been. Chief Tyrrell tells us that. <laughs> <laughs> So that that's a, a really interesting point, though, because we, as the the viewers, having had glimpses behind the the, the Cylon curtain, um, know it's what, like the Iron Curtain. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is, but it, it's just like it. But it's with Cylons instead of yeah. iron. Yeah, uh, I, guess, I guess the Centurions could be made of iron. No way to know. <laughs> no, there's literally no way to know. Mm -mm. Ronald D. Moore, please tell us what the century. Yeah, are. someone someone tweet at Ronald D. Moore. I'll do it right now. But yeah, so Perfect. we know what like what makes a Cylon a Cylon, what the the story is, and like how some of them came to be amongst the fleet, uh, and others weren't. Um, but no, like nobody else amongst the the humans knows, and the Cylons ain't talking. So yeah, uh, again, all of these fears and concerns are reasonably founded. Um, but it's just yeah we we've said several times like how do they not just devolve into this endless cycle of like essentially like Cylon witch hunting, yeah, like, pointing the finger at anyone and everyone just because like somebody pissed somebody off, uh, and I feel like they they kind of like really skirt that line, but only with specific cases, mm -hmm. uh, like they're not paranoid and skeptical of everyone. But if someone does the, something like the slightest bit weird, they're like, ah, Cylon, I knew it. I knew it all along. I called it I called it like three seasons ago, <laughs> way before New Caprica. I knew. He's a Cylon is the thing. <laughs> Just because you're right doesn't mean that you were right. <laughs> I think it's exactly what it means. Uh, it was a lucky guess. I don't think it was. So, I went back and listened to the... Recap from the season before, yeah, no, whatever, the episode where it happens, and I just, I, Anderson? I don't think the writers had decided he was a Cylon at that mm. point. I, like, honestly, even if the writers had decided, I guarantee it wasn't, like, common knowledge. I, I feel like they probably had these characters play out their entire role until, like, 
just before the reveal, before telling even like the actors. I guess I'm just like a really good storyteller. So like I could see. I mean, maybe. Maybe. It's it's annoying because it's so impressive. (laughs) (laughs) We've we've done this to death, but like I'll, I'll say it one more time. There is no reason whatsoever that you should have gotten that. And that's why it's impressive. I mean, uh, the thing that's funny is, and yeah, we won't, we don't need to redo this, but it, so much of it has to do with me misunderstanding certain elements about the show, <laughs> like thinking that only Cylon, see, I'm already confusing myself. It doesn't matter. But yeah. either way, if I had a better brain, I wouldn't have thought that. But that's the thing is like that, that is why it's so fun going on this journey with someone who's <laughs> never experienced the show because never in a million watch throughs would I have thought that, you know, from that point in the show, like, would I have been able to identify any of them? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, boom, yep, that, <laughs> that guy right there. He's definitely one. I'm like, God damn it. He's, he just he had that look about him. And for a year <laughs> having to pretend not Y'all to did know. a wonderful job. I really. Thank you. I really. Yeah. Anyway. So, so Starbucks being cuckoo bananas. Yeah, she gets dragged off to the to the brig, and she's still you know screaming like you know one more jump and I'll lose it forever. Like you got to listen to me, please. We're going the wrong way, uh, and it's it's painful to watch them mm-hmm. dragging her away, kicking and screaming quite literally. But then we get a quick cut over to the uh, the silence on, on their base star. We get the the haunting. Um, piano music that i associate with the hybrid yeah very good (laughs) uh and of course the the hybrid is speaking it's gibberish uh but in it we hear some some possible snippets of uh you know actual observation warning highlight reels (laughs) (laughs) i was saying today i'm starting to think the likelihood of there being some meaning in that language is starting to be more likely for me. Here's what I can tell you at this point is that the hybrids do actually like speak relevant, prescient, like things that like are part of the plot uh, or Mm -hmm. like observing what they see around them is mostly masked and muddled into their, their gibberish of, you know, the day-to-day operation of the ship and also being able to see forever, mm-hmm. <laughs> being being able to reach out and touch the universe. But it uh, does feel to me like it's being piped through something, that it's not originating within them necessarily. Um, but yeah, she says... Uh, so they're like a conduit for God? I think of it oh. more like horse ebooks, where it seems like gibberish <laughs> just coming out of nowhere, but there's somebody behind it designing the words that are coming through to create some sort of meaning. Um, but yeah, so we get the, this uh, long string of gibberish, you know, the excited state decays by, by vibrational relaxation in the first excited singlet state. Yes, yes, and merrily we go reduce atmospheric nitrogen by 0.03%. It is not much consolation that society will pick up the bits, leaving us at eight. Modern were punishment rather than an interdiction is a paramount. Please cut the fuse. They will not harm their own. Mm. End of line. They will not harm their own. And mm. we see there's a, there's a, a cavil. There is a six who is going by the name Natalie, apparently. Um, which is interesting. I don't. I don't recall. I missed us, that. Yeah, I don't recall us ever getting a, a named six named Natalie. 
Mm-mm. Um, is this uh, is this sad geezer? Yeah. Oh, that could fucking mean anything. It could be, but they're usually actually. Yeah. I, I have fact checked them on the, yeah. their uh, the way that they credit characters, and they're usually right. So we know yeah. they're, they, they're they're wrong about so many things, but they're usually right about that. Uh, Maybe she us, gets named for some reason later, and they're just back. Yeah. Oh, like that time when we were watching, and the the closed captions gave away that Athena was Athena, okay. like three episodes before it yeah. happened. Yeah, that could be. I mean, um, I missed it. So you missed it, but I saw it. You missed it. We have a we have a dark haired Trisha Helfer, which sets her apart from uh, most of the other sixes that we're uh, that we're accustomed to. So that's mm-hmm. how we know that she's a, a special and individualized uh, model six. Um, total side note: today's cool quotes. Evil beware! <gasps> we have waffles. Oh, it's from the Teen Titans. Oh, <laughs> cute. I love uh, waffles. Me too. Yeah, so there's a Natalie, there's a Cavill, there's a Leoben, and an eight. Uh, and they're all kind of having this conference around uh, the hybrid. Uh, you know, the eight is the ballet dancing topless, like you do. <laughs> Um, the show. It's like we need <laughs> and, and Cavill's just fucking staring at her like a creep. Of course. Cavill is, is like, Cavill's a sleaze. Yeah. Uh, and he's getting. I don't know that he's getting worse. I'm just often reminded of it where I'm like, oh, that's right. Ugh. His his early introduction in the show, I love him. But the mm-hmm. longer the show goes on, the more I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy's a creep. I don't like yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully somebody will do something about him sometime ho- soon. Hopefully they will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they put it together both from the experience that they all just witnessed as well as from what the hybrid has uh, not so clearly just uh, – uh, uh, spoken out loud uh, that the Raiders just like shut down and, and flew away from the, the last battle that they were all in and now refuse to fight at all. And they put together the pieces that the, the final five must be with the humans and the and Cavils. The <laughs> eight says uh, they're in the colonial fleet with the humans. And Cavils like, they? They who? <laughs> and Leo was like, the final five. <laughs> he doesn't actually speak like Kirk, but it's it's very much Shatnerized in the mm-hmm. in the transcript. Uh, and Natalie says the Raiders refuse to fight because they sense the final five might be in the colonial fleet, which again we know is true. Mm-hmm. Who's the fifth Cylon? Wait, I have a different question. Who's the sixth Cylon? Uh, Just tell me. Trisha Helfer, six. Yeah. six. Oh, yeah. right, Natalie. No, <laughs> it's my psychiatrist's name. Uh, and of course, uh, Cavill's like, no, 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 no. We we can't. You 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 hear yourselves? You're talking about the final five. We we don't do that. It's forbidden. It is forbidden. <laughs> it's forbidden. And I love the way they kind of like just the dialogue for this scene is written as though each one of them was assigned lines. Uh, and they were not told what the other lines were going to be, and they just had to say them. Uh, so, so like, they, they could have been caught. They could be in hiding. No, stop right now. Turn around and go. Take a cleansing walk. I'm going to try to forget what I just heard. And Natalie says, the final five, Cavill, the near. This is far too important. And just like each each line is about the same topic, but n- none of it's it not flows. a conversation. Yeah. None of it flows as a conversation at all. Um, I love the the moment when the eight's like, "Do you think they look anything like us?" She's <laughs> totally so fangirling good. about the five. I really, I uh, I love that. Oh, and that's so where, much. and that's where Cavill gets even creepier because he's oh. he's like, 
you know, all, you know, all sixes have that nose, all twos have that blah, blah, blah. And then he, he met, like motions to Sharon and goes, and all eights have those breasts. Like, really, dude? I mean, they're out there. If he's just making observations of things that he can see, <laughs> Cavill's playing a weird game of I Spy right here. <laughs> She's not topless now. She was 30 seconds ago. Yeah, it is. He's. It's just like you could have picked literally anything else. I Spy a uniform like... and repetitive pair of breasts. <laughs> All well, eight. The thing, man, how how many times can you play that game when it's the same 12, 13 people? Um, it's also like Athena's thing isn't her being like, or not Athena, it's eight. Boomer, but. Eight, sorry. Yeah. Um, eight's, like, that's not really her, like. Her claim to fame? Isn't that she uses her, like, her body to get. Although she did have a baby. <laughs> so think about that, huh? She's thinking about it. She's not known for her wiles. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> I wish listeners couldn't see Caleb's expression. It's what you think somebody, the face they would make after saying wiles like that. Uh, I mean, if you search through the Night Shift Radio uh, Giphy collection, mm. you'll see me making that exact face about yeah. something. A hundred percent. Correct. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Cavill's not having it. He's he's furious that they're, they're even, like, talking about the Final Five, much less, like, speculating about, like, who they could be and where they could be and what they look like. And he's like, you know what? We got to do something about this. The Raiders, like, like, there's something wrong here. Something's changed. We're going to uh, we're gonna reprogram them, Ugh. which, uh, as we learned, is essentially a lobotomizing uh, for all intents and purposes. <laughs> Uh, and they have a they have a Simon get up in there with some sort of metal rod. Uh, it's real gross. We get to see it. Yeah, it's nasty. Um, and still don't she, know if it's worse than when Starbucks put that fucking tube meat tube in her mouth, but <laughs> not good for sure. I mean, we've all had hot dogs, but they don't. Not while they're still alive. You got to kill the hot dog before you eat it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I had, I don't think that you ra- heard me. I think that nope. raider was dead. <laughs> oh, but how did, how did it not rave if it was dead? It was dead. Yeah. Anyway, um, it was just not doing well. The Natalie specifically, but uh, the the Leobans and the Sharons um, all like collectively are like that's that's horrifying. Why would you even say that? Like they're like. We we're not gonna lobotomize. We're not gonna dumb down the raiders. Mm. And Cavill's like, they're not they're not pets. They're tools. Like we're just gonna reprogram them. It's fine. I'm gonna do this. And so they they force it to a vote. Uh, and <clears throat> we know that previously on Palstar Galactica, <laughs> uh, there had been seven models um, that could have these kinds of votes. Um, but the Deanna line, the threes, have been boxed. So now we have six. Uh-huh. Sick. Yeah. Um, and in this case, they're evenly split, uh, which causes a presumed stalemate where uh, it's the, the Cavils, the Simons, and the uh, fucking Dorals, fuck those guys, uh, who vote in favor of uh, Jabby Jab, the, the Raiders, <laughs> yes. and the others who don't. And since they don't, uh, they don't pass the vote, and I guess it kind of by default fails. They stalemate, and so uh, 
everyone just goes off assuming that that's uh, that's how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Until Cavill says, fuck it, we're doing it anyway. God. Because 1-8 defects. And it's Boomer. It's fucking Boomer. Yep. What the, what the shit, Boomer? Like, it, what the shit, Boomer, indeed. Boomer, the one who first identified the Raiders for us as yeah. being essentially like beasts of burden, uh, like sentient animals. Uh, and, you know, she's the one that steps out of the shadows and everyone's like, no Cylon has ever voted against their model before. This, we can't do this. This isn't real. And Selvin's <laughs> like, it's not forbidden. There's no edict. It just Ain't never n- happened before. Ain't nothing in the rule book. Ain't says n- an eight can't vote against her own. Yeah. That's number four. Nope. Which the, the thing it, though. It does bring up a really interesting idea though. Like you know, the the models are typically uniform of thought and like consensus amongst themselves. And then they have to come to some sort of consensus amongst all of them. We we have seen some degree of um, diverging with individual models. I mean, Boomer was one, Athena, obviously, uh, Caprica and Gina and whatnot. We have a few individual items, but or, or, or a few individual Cylons uh, who have done things that were not directly aligned with their model, but we've never seen in a vote like this. And so it is does bring up a curious question about, you know, how do the individual models think? Like, are they typically a more of like a hive mind almost, or do they just go with each other because that's tradition? Right. Like when they go off to deliberate, is it an actual deliberation where some of them are for it and some are against and they have to, or is it just kind of like, right, so we... I also, why is 1-8 enough to sway? Like, it should still be majority rule. Like, all more of the 8s than not should have to be on the side of whatever the vote is to swing it, right? Is that... Well, if... That, I mean, that's some electoral college bullshit, right? Like, <laughs> you know. Uh, I mean, yeah, but like, but still, I think I think they're operating on a every vote counts uh, system, and so in the 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 implication there being that there are the same number of each model out there, which seems weird to me. Um, yeah, and then so just, so so I one think... eight uh, changing her vote then tips it in a majority favor by one vote the other direction. So. Yeah, but I don't think it does. <laughs> okay. There are so many eights. We saw them all. There's so actually, many. there are probably less eights than the rest of them because they done got blowed up on that base star many moons they ago. They can make more. Well, yeah, That's but the whole point they were of working at a, at a deficit of eights to begin with. Do you think there's some sort of like Cylon homeostasis where like they always have to try to keep the same number of each model resurrected and like active at all times? Or like can you activate an additional like battalion of Dorals if needed? A battalion of I would love to know that. That is an interesting question. Yeah. I also have maybe this is an end of the episode question, but I have questions about um what it means to really box a line and stuff also. Oh, yeah. So let's, let's table that and come back to it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have multiple Dreda's <gasps> contacts. So we're going to go ahead and jump to a safer location and we'll embed the rendezvous coordinates into the ad, of course, as always. 
So listen to the ad very carefully for the rendezvous coordinates. It's just me yelling seven in the middle of the ad. (laughs) Hello, I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Colin Ryan. And we're here to tell you about the new podcast coming to the Night Shift Radio Network. It's something two white cishet dudes have never covered. Star Trek. But here's the twist. Seven! The omnipotent god is actually a malfunctioning robot? No, well... Maybe, but the real twist is we roped our mom into it. That's me. Hi, Hi, Mom. In the monthly podcast, we will cover all the Trek movies from the motion picture to beyond. Our lifelong love of Trek comes from being introduced to it by our mom at a very young age. But that's a story for the podcast. Look at you, Mom. You're a natural. That's why I'm the Admiral. So join us September 8th for our monthly podcast, Where No Mom Has Gone Before. Available on the Night Shift Radio Network, wherever in subspace you catch your podcasts. Now, which one is the one with the whales? Four. You're late. Oh. Me? Who's late? What's happening? <laughs> hey, that's, why was that's... 10 afraid of 7? Because 7, 8, 9. <sighs> huh? 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 Because 7, 8, 9. Yeah, I get it. It's just it's usually 6 that's afraid of 7. Yeah. Well, that's the wrong direction. No. Yeah, because 10's next. I mean, I, I guess, like, really... Any it does eight, make nine, sense. Ten. Any, yeah. of the, any of the numbers have reason to fear seven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but seven is making their way up. Seven, eight, Seven is nine. Ma- making the way downtown. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Coming back in from the break, of course, uh, the, the Thai quote that uh, you heard me yell was the, the beginning of a, another little... Uh, um, oh, yeah. Oh, oh um, one of those Cylon meetings that yeah. Cavill was talking about back in the day. What's the? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm not I'm drawing a. They're literally in. having Cylon meetings yeah. now on Galactica in and secret. It, it does make sense that Cavill wouldn't have seen Tyrell in any of them. Which okay, let's talk about that because Cavill says you're you can't be a Cylon because I've never seen you at any of the meetings. But Tyrell is a Cylon. Mm-hmm. They just had their own secret meetings, and you're not invited. You piece mm-hmm. of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker. Uh, of Suck course, on you know, that. Tyrell, the uh, the family man, uh, he's like, you know, I had to <laughs> I had to wait for Callie to go to sleep, and it's like, did you did you see Kara? And it's like, she's crazy as a latrine rat. <laughs> if anything, she's more like Starbuck than ever. Uh, which actually, if you think about it, is almost kind of a sweet thing. For yeah, me, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. And of course, Anders Anders has to insist she's my wife. That's like, yeah, my buddy, wife. we know that's we, my wife. <laughs> my wife. That's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, they they talk about how the the president nearly killed her for suspecting her being a Cylon. And of mm. course, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's like you are one, so like maybe let's not call attention to ourselves because uh, you know just on suspicion they almost shot Starbuck of all people. Like nobody cares that much about you, Anders. Yep, good point. 
and Tori brings up a, a, a point that you know the the four of them all heard the song and it brought them together. But uh, as far as we know, Starbuck didn't hear the music, uh, and so you know, I think we're still missing one. But didn't that happen while Starbuck was quote unquote uh, yeah. dead? Yeah. Well, it happened basically like in the moments before Starbuck reappeared. So oh, okay. it is theoretically possible that Starbuck heard the the song and it brought her back to where they were. Fair. Fair. She, she never good. mentions that. And we don't know if that's because they already think she's crazy enough and she doesn't want to throw like fucking uh, all along the watchtower into the mix <laughs> as well. Uh, or if it's because she actually didn't and it's just, you know, coincidence mm-hmm. uh, that she showed up when she did. But I love when uh, Tori points out, you know, we're still missing one and the chief is just kind of like, you know, Baltar. And everyone looks at him and is like, no, 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 not Baltar. But uh, you know, when I when I found him on uh, on the planet, on, on Kobol, no, on the Kobol. algae planet uh, at the Temple of Five. It's the algae mm-hmm. planet. Um, he was like, he was with one, uh, one of the, the skin jobs, Deanna, and he says, you know, said he, he, he saw something and he, he wouldn't, wouldn't say what it was. And so he's like, maybe he knows, which we know that he doesn't. But they, uh, they decide, uh, they, they come up with a, a really like brilliant, like flawless, absolutely <laughs> original, and like never would have thought of this in a million years plan to try to get some a little information out of our boy Gaius. Poke a skin job. <laughs> He'd poke a skin. I <laughs> we know that. Okay. <laughs> he racked up a six. That's a given. He, he so, racked a up six. So both awful, awful. Both Tyrol and Ty have referred to other Cylons as skin jobs in this mm-hmm. conversation, mm-hmm. which they themselves are. Mm-hmm. They're having a hard time with that, I, aren't they? Like <laughs> they're reclaiming the slur. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, I like that better. I like, like, what is that? I mean, it's cognitive dissonance. They can't, they, they can't deal with the fact that they might also be skin jobs. I love that these two in particular, who mm-hmm. are just such vehement Cylon haters, uh, like have acknowledged and come to the ter- come to terms with the fact that they are Cylons. But it changes absolutely nothing for them. Yeah, they still exactly. fucking hate the Cylons. <laughs> With every every fiber of their being, every fiber oh, yeah. optic of their being, <laughs> <laughs> I still I still think it's in poor taste it, for them to use the skin job. Yeah, yeah certainly, I mean, but you know they've spent a long time hating them skin jobs. Okay, <laughs> skin job just sounds like the grossest. Sexual oh, it's ever. bad. <laughs> What is what is the other thing they say so many gross like and weird? It's not just that they're gross. Like it racked up a six is such a like like locker room quote unquote talk, but weird. Like nobody actually says that. Poke a skin job, and then he says two things that Baltars. Oh, two two things lying that, in his cell and lying in a lying woman. in a woman. Lying in a woman is nobody has ever nobody has ever said that that way. Yeah. Racked up, I like, because they're directly referencing the fact that they refer to their bunks as racks. As racks, yeah. So, <laughs> so that, yeah. And you could also... A racked her up. You could yeah. also say it as like, you know, I'm racking up the score. Yeah. yeah. But, but but still, it's all... I like it to mean, to mean rack. 
Uh, anyway, but anyway, Tori the, being the only woman, yeah, no. in the group. In case you couldn't see where this was going, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love how she's just like, uh, no. no. And Ty says, "Well, you don't have to get on your back for him." No, <laughs> it's so so vulgar. Mm-hmm. And it's like, actually, bud, she does. Otherwise, well, they're gonna see your spine. So just- <laughs> <laughs> and then what are you gonna do? Huh? Huh? Do you think about that? So you know what? Let's uh, let's use that. Also, as- also, okay. you mean to tell me this entire time, Tori's never hooked up with anyone who's seen her back during sex? We have. Oh, because she didn't know. Yeah. That's right. We've only seen her hook up with Anders, and we didn't see either of their backs during that. I hope it's part of their programming. But to not show their back during sex? Yes. It's just, like, ingrained in their programming? Yeah, I think it might be. <laughs> That's a good way to find a Cylot, is the ones who are the least, in, the ones who are, like, pro-missionary only. <laughs> I guess only for the women. Hmm. Well, wait. Now, in my head, that means there's a camera in every room. I just realized because I was like, because you could, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. There's not a camera in every room. Apparently. As far as you know. As, I mean, they had to rig them up specially in the jail, so. Because they had to take them out of the bedrooms. Excuse me. It's the brig. <laughs> the, brig. the brig. Take them to the brig. They had to take them out of the bathrooms. <laughs> God. When you said take them to the brig, my brain hurt. Take it to the chorus. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> go on, get gone with it. Go on, get gone. That was a. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, let's let's uh, let's segue a moment here. Uh, Tori adamantly refuses to uh, participate in this, uh, and so of course she ends up doing it. Uh, she, <laughs> she 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 like you do. She like you do. She finds Gaius in uh, some sort of mess hall, and you know she sits by herself and kind of like keeps like throwing him glances. <laughs> Uh, just enough that he notices, of course, which isn't going to take much for guys because he's <laughs> going to be looking for every woman in the room mm-hmm. uh, that he possibly could could get to sleep with him, and that he uh, could possibly lie in. Yeah, <laughs> 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 he can rack up. <laughs> rack up is definitely better than lie in. For oh, absolutely. Uh, and so the uh, he does he he wanders over and they they have a little conversation and. You know, she tries to be like sly about it. She's like, you know, I, I've I've been hearing what you what you're saying, and like I've been hearing, uh, you know, these people talk about like the miracles you're doing. And he's like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I slept with your boss. <laughs> Get to the point. <laughs> uh, like plot twist. What if he did? Oh my god! Listen, I your don't. mouth to God's ears. That's why Rosalind hates him so much because mm-hmm. he never called her back. <laughs> Oh, uh, he just fucked right off to the that Cylon base ship and never <laughs> called her. Yep. <laughs> Didn't even, like, just left her on red. Uh, <laughs> That's Baltar. That's Baltar. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, eventually she does kind of, I mean, it's not hard. I would say she, like, she conned or sweet-talked him, but, like, he was ready the moment he saw her. Uh, he's ready the moment he sees anybody. It's, yeah, he's, he's ready to rack up. Like, <laughs> like when he sees himself... Sitting there, spoiler alert. Um, I guarantee you, the first thought was like, well, could, "Could I fuck him?" <laughs> you, there's I, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. Like, especially when he's like, he has when he's like six. Too. Is that mm-hmm. you? Because I guarantee what he, his subtext is like six. Is that you? Because if so, if, we need to get down right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> and even if not, he's yeah. 
So I, I'm like, he, that... he is full of himself enough that I believe he would fuck himself if he could. Yeah. I don't even. And then he would be full of himself. So I'm glad that you brought that up because I almost forgot about what feels like a very important moment where suddenly instead of the six in his head, we see the impeccably dressed pinstripe suit and crimson ascot Gaius Baltar that six has been seeing in her head. Okay, so this is the first time he's been yeah. in his own head? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I wasn't well, sure. The first time, literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like he gets in his head a lot, but... <laughs> and I'll be honest, I completely forgot that he ever appeared to himself like that. I thought yeah. it was strictly just he appeared to Six and Six appeared to him. Like, yeah. how is... <sighs> I'm not convinced that this somehow just got inserted into, like, this watch through that it never happened before. <laughs> Very Mandala. Mandela? Mandala? We know that Mandela's Mandala. We know that there's a Mandala in this show. That's so right. Its effect must be reaching us. Yeah. <laughs> is, how is he not? I guess he. It just doesn't make. I, I don't know. Also, uh, regular Baltar, not head Baltar, is dressed like Amelia Earhart in this. Yes, <laughs> he very much is. So I don't know what that's about. So He's about good. to go fly across the Atlantic. Fair. That's what she did, right? Yes. She tried. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsie you know, doodle. What would have been amazing, actually, is if Starbuck jumped out of her Viper after coming back you know, two months later and she was dressed like that. What if? Well, okay, so we've already we found Amelia Earhart's remains, so this couldn't actually work. But now my new headcanon is that somehow Starbuck is wait, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Never uh, mind. But it is basically Chip Gaius that talks real Gaius into Bone and Terry, Tori. Mm-hmm. Like he really needed talking into. <laughs> he, he didn't. Like, it really, like, the, the, the intervention wasn't necessary, but it was funny. <laughs> it's um, so fun to watch the two of them go back and forth. I uh, loved this scene. It's like, we, you know, like, like let's talk about Tori, because we both know where this is heading. <laughs> you like her, don't you? Yeah, well, you know, she's a, she's a sexy lady. Sexy lady again. No, a thing nobody, nobody says. Sexy lady, except for that bad song. But like, whoa, it's a great song. Chip Gaius is like, Chip Gaines. What? Chip Chip Gaines is suddenly in this episode. Uh, Mm -hmm. Chip Gaius, yeah, yeah. And you know, human Baltar is like, you know, hot. It's just like he's really stumbling uh, for words to describe her. And Chip guys, like, you slay me. You really do, guys. <laughs> She's more than all those things. She's special, and you feel it. Uh, we know she's special. Uh, That's. Does Chip Gaius know that she's a silent? This Chip Gaius thing is so perplexing. I mean, the, I now I am really perplexed. want someone to digitally replace Chip Gaius with Chip Gaines. <laughs> the chip, the chip slash head. Uh, Gaius and Six do seem to know a lot more about what's going on than anybody else. So yeah. I would I would assume that yes, he does know. But Chip Gaius seems to know even more than Chip Six. I feel like is the impression I've gotten, at least not necessarily this episode, but maybe. Chip Six yeah. acts very mysterious and like speaks in riddles and in code and whatnot. But Chip Gaius, I feel like, is in a lot of ways, uh, 
is so much like Gaius where he can't help himself. Like he has mm-hmm. to present this information that he knows that you don't. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it, it, you know, it makes him feel special. Uh, and again, like we, we only have Chip Six's word for it that, you know, she says, you know, something about being like an angel of God sent to, to protect Gaius. So do we assume that Chip Gaius is also an angel? Are angels real? Is God real? What uh, if? Find out next week on Set Condition One. God what if God is the final? Us. God is the final Cylon. <laughs> I think he was God, one of us all along. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I know that. Okay, mm. Adama's God. Uh, I mean, what? he's my God. <laughs> I, I think, in its in a, its own way, I think, I'm anticipating that you are more correct, maybe than your joke implies. That Adama's God? No, that um, that God was one of us, just a Cylon like one of us. Just, just a Cylon on a bus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on a space bus. <laughs> so. So, uh, guys does bang Tori. Uh, I don't think <laughs> she really gets anything out of him from that, though, like. Uh, no, she oh, cries. She, she cries. She cries. That's just the thing that she does during sex, and he's like, oh, <gasps> You should feel blessed, though, because you have an abundance of feeling. Oh, give me a fucking break, <laughs> Gaius. Also, the fact that when she says, well, she says, like, whatever thing about just something I do, <laughs> and he, the fact that he isn't just like, oh, thank God. Thank God I don't have to deal with this. <laughs> like, I really thought it was going to be like, cool, let's, but he seems to, I don't know. I don't really get what's going on with. Were you about to say he seems to actually care? Yeah. Because it, it does seem to. <laughs> yeah. Why? I understand why she's pretending to give a shit about, but I don't know what's going on with him. If Chip Gaius had not said, she's special, you feel it, do you think he would have even pretended to care? Do you think that it's basically him playing along with whatever is happening with her because he needs to know the mystery of why she's special? uh, Or because he wants to have racked up someone special? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right. That's He's... Man, Gaius is really easy to kind of, like, push around in that way. So I wouldn't be surprised. You're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> um, and, I love, like, you know, he he mentioned something about God, and she's like, God, you know, you know, the one true God. And I really feel that, like, this is my purpose to 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 tell human beings about the about his love or some shit like that. Um, Again, why? I also love when he when he pronounces patent patent. <laughs> human beings don't have the patent on suffering. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we we get this, this like Gaius is even further elevating himself in his own head uh, to near sainthood uh, <laughs> after you know, performing miracles and starting a cult. And now, like he is the the voice of the one true God, spreading his love to humanity. Uh, he is he is Messiah himself. He's, he's got to keep his Messiah on the ball. But I can't decide who I want to be. This thirteenth Cylon, Cylon. It was right there. Man, sometimes you just really you don't know. You know what I mean? Until it's staring you right in the face. Some days you just but, can't get rid of a bomb. But I, but I kind of want. There's like a if if 
the 13th Cylon that I think might exist is Gaius, then he is also, and we're doing some like Christian allegory thing here for him, then he's the chip Gaius is the Holy Ghost, planet Gaius is the the sun, and then Papa God, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, there's a Trinity thing happening there, and he sends himself, then Gaius dies at the end. Okay. So work out, yeah. But I don't know who the twelfth is still, though. If that is the case, Starbucks. They crucify guys. They throw, I mean, they throw him out the airlock, and three days later, he's like, "What's up, <laughs> motherfucker?" <laughs> I love that. Behold, <laughs> uh, we uh, we skipped over. The, there's a couple of scenes that we don't have to get too deeply in detail about, but they're they're very connected in the uh, Adama. Uh, the Admiral is really, really struggling uh, yeah. with this, uh, with, with both of his, his uh, most important female relationships. You know, his, his lover, I guess, <laughs> lover. <laughs> in Laura Rosalind and his uh, essentially daughter in Starbuck, uh, you know, with, with Rosalind nearly killing Starbuck. <laughs> and with you know Starbucks seeming you know, for lack of a better word, seeming crazy mm-hmm. uh, and not knowing if they can trust her, if she's a Cylon or if she's just like not with it at all. Like he 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 really struggles and like they he, you know, he goes to her cell and they have a big argument and like she calls him out and he like throws her to the ground and looks like he's gonna beat the shit out of her <sighs> and then he just like leaves. And then he's hitting the bottle, and Laura calls him out on it, and they get in a big argument, you know. And he's like, you know, you're. She's like, you're you're too afraid to live alone, and he's like, you're afraid to die alone, <laughs> or that your death won't have the meaning you hoped it would. And like, they cut each other deep in this yep. episode. All three of them do it mm-hmm. to each other, and it's like they're all standing in a circle, just stabbing, stabbing. <laughs> Starbuck calls refers to. Rosalind to the Admiral as his wet nurse. <laughs> they're all like really, really going after each other in this episode. Wait, I thought she said that he was her wet yeah, nurse. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, Wait, no. No, yes, does, yeah, because yeah. he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, either way, whoever's the wet nurse, it's not a compliment. No. <laughs> like, and, I, I uh, also love the, the line when Adamo and Rosalind are like going back and forth, and he's like, you can stay in the room, but get out of my head. Yes. It's one of the best lines. Mm-hmm. Get out of my dreams and into my car. <laughs> and, you know, of course, he, he pours himself a, another drink in, and leaves. Uh, and, you know, ships in the night, apparently, uh, father mm-hmm. and son just miss each other visiting Kara because Lee comes wandering in uh, in, in his civvies. <sighs> and we get the, uh, we get the scoop on exactly what feelers were being put out for a government job. I was right. It was a quorum. And oh. I can celebrate that by honestly saying I didn't remember that that's the case. Uh, <laughs> that's the I only thing I could think of. Right, that I thought it had something to do with Zarek. And you, so, yep, you were yep. right as Look well. Look at all of us being right. And I didn't have a horse in this race. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there, there's a, a vacant quorum uh, position. I, I'm going to go ahead and assume it's Caprica because that's where Lee's from and that's... Doesn't he say? I don't know which one it is. Yeah. Uh, 
Zarek's wingman. All right, all right, you know. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, now Starbucks. Yeah. What's cooler than being cool? Probably the void of airlock. space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, ice cold. You're right. <laughs> Absolute uh, zero. Uh, That's not the temperature spaces, I think. <laughs> you leaned into and backed away from that 12 times. Just like. The vacant uh, quorum spot. That's all we, all uh, we find out. Um, I mean. I don't know. I guess we'll find out soon enough. I don't know if space is absolute zero, but it's absolutely cold. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so say we, wait. Um, <laughs> so, I'm trying to find this line here. You know, I think I finally understand what you meant about having a destiny. I've got to do this. And the fact that I don't have an explanation why doesn't, doesn't really seem to matter anymore. And Kara's just like, so say we all, you know. Takes a big drag. So say we all, all, man. If you say it one more time, the podcast is over. (laughs) And uh, Lee echoes it back, and uh, you know they they have a moment where they they hug, and Lee starts to walk away. Why? Starbucks just Lee. He turns around and they kiss passionately. Why? I mean, I know why, but why? Like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. How how wild would it be if there's some Star Wars shit and you find out they're actually brother and sister? I mean, like, point, it would just be rude to have waited this the, long to tell us that more than anything. <laughs> Incredibly it also, rude. Like, I mean, it it just makes it's. I hate it. I hate it. I know. I say it every time something like this comes up, but it's just. I don't buy it for a second. If anything, like, this feels like one of the few genuine moments between the two of them. Most of the time it feels forced. It feels like just a really awkward, unnecessary romance plot uh, that they put in just to create drama and tension amongst other characters, mm-hmm. not even necessarily between these two. Um, but uh, you know, after she she jabs him about uh, you know, taking the position with Zarek, he's like, you know, I never could say no to anything. She's like, no, nah, except me. <laughs> oh, here it is. This this is happening. And so uh, I guess uh, Lee's uh, he's gonna take off and and write uh, Kara letters in prison. <laughs> um, but before we uh, before we talk a little bit more about Lee's next steps in his journey, uh, let's revisit our friends over on the Cylon base ship. Where uh, oh, these fuckers again? These fuckers. <laughs> After the the ones who had voted against and thought they put a stop to the lobotomizing of the raiders, find out that it's actually happening, mm-hmm. and this is where we get to see it and <laughs> squelch. <laughs> um, and they're like, "You can't do that. We we voted." And they're like, "Yeah, you know, we did." But then, uh, and then one of the you know, boomer she voted with us, so we're doing it. And uh, Natalie hatches. The most brilliant plan. Uh, she's like, "Oh, okay, you're gonna you're gonna fuck with the raiders, so we're gonna go and remove the uh, essentially inhibitor circuits from the centurions that uh, prevent them from having you know critical reasoning of Which their is own." Fascinating. I I love that reveal too when she walks in the room to confront Cavill, and 
basically he's like, I'm going to give you one more chance to not do this. And he's like, fuck all the way off. He gives yep. that like slow shitty as if he's like telling a child that they're not getting what they want. Yeah. Head shake. Mm-hmm. And and she like calls in the centurions and he's like, centurions can't vote. <laughs> and she's like, oh, they're not here to vote. <laughs> yeah, bitch. No. Don't you worry. Oh, they're, they're here to cast their votes. All mm-hmm. right. Um, they're going to vote with violence. Yeah. <laughs> Is that chose. when he says, say what? Is that in that scene? Yeah. I love say what? Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> she's like, we remove the inhibitor circuit and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, say what? <laughs> she's like, you dumbed down the Raiders. We, the Leobans and the Sharons, gave the Centurions the gift of reason. Uh, and so as you can... And the first thing they found out was what you're doing to the Raiders. <laughs> but yes. they didn't give them the gift of reason. Apparently they had it to begin with, and that was inhibited. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah, so that... Uh, mm-hmm. that- I think we we asked this question a long time ago. Like, do the do the centurions think like are they sentient or are they basically just tools? Are they they you know, programmed and they do what they're sent or what they're told? Uh, this reveals to us that like all along, centurions are supposed to be uh, capable of independent thought and independent action, and not just being mindless automatons, uh, which gives us a little bit of a, a hint at. Uh, the Cylon origins, when mm-hmm. the Cylons were created by man, uh, <laughs> and they evolved and they rebelled. Uh, <laughs> well, they rebelled first, and they evolved. <laughs> uh, we learned that, like that that's that was the case for them all along. So at some point between the Cylon rebellion on the colonies and the uh, the second Cylon war, when we meet the humanoid Cylons, somewhere between that, uh, they're. Uh, ability to think independently and reason was removed via a, an, a, an additional chip. And so they so just up. essentially become mindless, uh, obedient soldiers of the humanoid Cylons where like, that's what creates that artificial hierarchy where you have mm-hmm. uh, the humanoid Cylons ostensibly led by Cavill uh, and then the Centurions and then the, the Raiders and then kind of off to the side doing their own thing, the hybrid and the base stars. Um, but I think that this might uh, might upset the balance a little bit because the, yeah. uh, the Centurions are uh, extremely unhappy with what they learned mm-hmm. that the, um, the, the, the Cavils and the Simons and the Dorals are doing to the Raiders. Uh, just fucking mow them all down. It's a just fucking bath. <laughs> like, just unleash it's a slaughter big time it's just, just there's no other word for it mm-hmm. it's a slaughter just uh typing out their their death certificates with the chicago typewriter <laughs> <laughs> see it's funny because i used to live in chicago and that's uh, the time again uh so yeah that's uh i mean we we see that there's a resurrection ship in this fleet so are the centurions just gonna wait at the resurrection pods and just cap them? Oh, them. Just, just every time every they, come, time they back, come out, just dish, dish. <laughs> yeah, so I, I am, I am curious to see what happens to these three models, uh, and you know, if they're, uh, if this is the start of some larger civil conflict amongst the Cylons, which really lends itself to the whole all of this has happened before and will happen again. Mm-hmm. The Cylons created by men and then they created their own and then they created more and then they rebel yeah, and then yeah. everybody dies. Everybody. <laughs> everybody dies. That's that's the reveal. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
And so that that sets us up for what is happening in in the the Cylon Society, and it ain't pretty for for, for sleazy Cavill. Uh, but meanwhile, back on Galactica, Lee gets a he gets a, a send off. He's he's leaving Galactica, leaving, leaving. on a <laughs> <laughs> I you didn't make that joke though. Don't know when he'll be back, girl. <laughs> um, you nailed other it. book by a man named Backer. Um, and he says, and he says, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh my God!" Uh, he walks into the 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 flight deck, and we get full military honors. They salute. Uh, the the Highlands uh, theme, mm-hmm. the the Adama theme uh, plays in the background as he walks up and down the line, shaking hands and hugging and exchanging tearful goodbyes and you know just uh, friendly dick taps and and you know all, all the things that you know you do as as soldiers and sailors. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> and you know he gets to D and she hands him a framed like his his uh, Viper pilot wings. And he's like, thank you. <laughs> and it's just like, mm, it's so touching. It's so heartfelt. Except like 10 minutes ago, he was making out with Starbucks. And so it's not really that touching or heartfelt. Yep. Well, then, <laughs> what did you say? Like, I guess you got the house and the divorce yes. or whatever. Which that just, is funny. Yeah. I'll yeah. give him that. But then he says, I'll miss you. And she says goodbye. Mm-hmm. Right. She doesn't say, I'll miss you too. So I, mean, I just, good, good for you, girl. Yeah, she's she's she is happy to see him go. Mm-hmm. I, I I believe mm-hmm. honestly. Um, I don't blame her. Where's the actual line? Uh, oh, I can't find it. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Um, <laughs> uh, da, da, good luck, Duala. Yeah, goodbye, Lee. <laughs> and he says, "Look after yourself." Oh, okay. Yeah. So. <sighs> said, yeah, Ben. Like, done do, Ben. What do you think? Yeah, you mean like you didn't? Yeah, like I've been looking after my. I'm, I'm fine. And they, they, they chant for him, and they clap, and the the two Adamas embrace. Hilo cheers, <laughs> and uh, that's it. Uh, Lee gets in a raptor and flies away, and it explodes, and he dies. <laughs> Wait, no, that didn't happen. Huh? <laughs> well, the first part did he to get in a raptor and fly away. That's true. What if Hilo's the 13th Cylon? I know he's not, but boy, would I love that so much if he's the God Cylon. I'm just treating this as if it's fact and it's something we know that there's a God Cylon that's number 13. Hey, it worked for Anders, didn't it? (laughs) Maybe I can will this into being. I don't believe that Hilo is the 13th God Cylon, but I want him to be. So if Hilo is the 13th Cylon and he's basically the Cylon God, uh, I would postulate that he knows it. And is a really good actor. And that's why he... Well, I think that <laughs> the Cylon... <laughs> I think the Cylon God has some compassion for the humans. And so it makes sense that he's so wonderful and supportive. I think the Cylon God is also the human God. It's yeah. just God. Yeah, no, I agree. I think... Well, I think the... I think if my budding theory holds true that they are both reading the same figure 
in two different ways. Yeah. So kind of like how in what is it? Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Islam. <laughs> uh, it's it's all the same God. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so sort of yeah. So kind of like that. Not exactly. So okay. if but Hilo yes. is God, then that, does that mean that really he high? <laughs> No, what it means is God really is just one of us. Whoa. <laughs> oh. I am. Did you hear about when, when, when Hilo stumbled across some marijuana? He hi. <laughs> oh There's one more scene we got to talk about. Okay. Let's. And that's when uh, Hilo and some Marines go to get Starbuck out of the brig and put her in handcuffs for some reason. <laughs> oh, just yeah. For... To take her to the flight deck for Adama to just take the handcuffs off. Like he pranked her. Yeah. She got punked. But she says, like, you know, so that's it. You're just gonna quietly slip me out the airlock in the middle of the night. Uh that's not what he does. No. Uh and I think that the the whole thing with with putting her in handcuffs and escorting her the Marine guards and whatnot is more like for show. Uh because he, he basically in in so many words says, like, you know, I we, Publicly, this isn't happening. Right, 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 right. Thank but I you. can't. I can't take a chance that you're right, and right. we so if we don't saw... do something about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, like the the actual like uh, the the mission, as far as anyone else knows, we we've uh, reclaimed this uh, sewage treatment uh, plant ship and <laughs> liberated Helios. Liberated, yes. liberated, and uh, it's going on scout missions. Um, but what is really happening is that Adama is giving Starbuck ship and a crew to I go back and try to find earth it does actually just now occur to me that putting starbuck in handcuffs actually does make sense um not just for optics but as far as she knows at that point she oh. is being taken to her execution and mm-hmm. she's not gonna and so like she might try to pull some shit that's true because she's starbuck it might yeah. be good just to have her handcuffed most of the time yeah. anyway <laughs> just just and cover and just let her be. Just yeah. Um, so that that makes sense actually. That's true. I think about it. Yeah, because so. until he until Adama explains what's going on, you know, she thinks she's getting thrown out an airlock. Mm-hmm. And Hilo is going with her, right? Yeah. That's not my okay. I love that. Um, he says something like, "I you know I, I um I, I handpicked a crew for mm-hmm. you myself or something like that." And yeah, and he says something. I think he uses the word we or oh, something like that. Adama says, Hilo handpicked a crew for you. I'm giving you a ship. I hope you can stand the smell. And <laughs> Hilo says, liberated the Demetrius. It's a sewage, sewage second ship. The, par- the party line will be that we're going on That's a scouting it. mission looking mm-hmm. for food. Uh, and I, I would assume that the party line means that Hilo and his handpicked crew are going, and this has nothing to do with Starbuck. Yeah. Um, but I love, this is, you know, classic Hilo and Starbuck mess around. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love the two of them together. I think this is going to be nice. So um, I hope I just didn't jinx myself and that it's not going to be nice. I am looking forward to this this storyline to see what happens here because, uh, I mean, the, the search for Earth is is such a pivotal part of this whole storyline, this whole this whole plot. And Starbuck claims to know Hilo. Like, if anyone's going to be in her corner or cheerleader in her and like believing that she can find yeah. it, it's going to be Hilo. So, yep. like, putting it's be the, the two Cylon of them together. God Hilo. And then, of course, you got the 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 scrappy crew that, that got thrown <laughs> together. That's going to be like star studded. We assume. I don't know. Let's draft. It's going to be Narcho. Our... 
it's nacho hot dog and uh, uh figurski and that's it <laughs> And poor Hilo's got to deal with all of that because Starbucks not. She's just, oh boy. Oh, Figurski. <laughs> all right. So, Andrea, um, you know, before we get into any like additional questions or theories you had, you uh, mentioned earlier that you wanted to talk a little bit more about what it means to box a style online. Yeah. So, I up until this point, this is probably one of those instances where I just had the wrong impression. Um, when you box a line, it's the entire number of. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, mm-hmm. I, it didn't occur to me that we haven't seen Xena in, in all this time because to me, it was. The warrior princess? You got it. The Cylon? Yeah. It was like, so six is a, an easy way to do this. So we have Caprica, Natalie, Gina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you boxed the, boxed the line, I thought that meant no more Natalie or no right. more Gina. Wasn't Which, Natalie the six that was on Pegasus? That was Gina. That was Gina. Gina, yeah. Oh, that was Gina. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you're right. My bad. The only other named six I can think of was the reporter. Shelly. Shelly Gottfried. Thank you. Yeah. Shelly Gottfried, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Gilbert Gottfried. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Commander. I'm gonna have to dig into our messages to find that that fan art because that was. I'm telling you, Gaius is a Cylon commander. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so like it it wouldn't have been unreasonable to think that just the the Deanna uh, of the threes, the the one who was actively going on this vision quest to see the faces of the final five. And was killing herself over and over again via the Centurions. Uh, it wouldn't have been unreasonable to say like that. Like your line is like your well, like specific consciousness. But yeah, it, it is the entire model. But that's you only have twelve slash thirteen to work with, and they talk about it as if it's like something that has happened, but is so because i don't think they ever say like we've never done this before it's just kind of talked about as if it's like sure a, well, it, you know it's a reversible change it's basically putting them in cold That's storage true. they just yeah. they they shut down the line and they're like in into cold storage all, all the backups point. and you know they're not actively regenerating any new bodies I wonder yeah. if it is, anybody else has been boxed before Deanna well yeah i was going to say it is also possible that like some earlier attempts at models were bad and yeah. and got boxed. I also oh, there's actually like 17 but five of them are like, you know, um in multiplicity. Have y'all seen? No. Oh god, I, I love that movie. It's the Michael Keaton clone movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't one seen of them, it, but I know what you're talking about. One of them comes out not quite right. Um and I love the idea of them being like, mm, "We're just going <laughs> to I just I just we're just going to put this one away for now." Yep. it's <laughs> uh, really good. Um but yeah, any other uh, thoughts, theories, questions, concerns? Mm, I think about this episode. No, I'm pretty sure that Rosalind's gonna die. Uh, like, but like, actually, this time, I don't know um, what that will mean. But because we're in the last season now, there's no reason they can't just actually have her go and be gone forever. Because forever isn't too far away at this <laughs> point, you know. So. Forever. Is it too far away? Oh, was heaven on earth? Oh, baby. Do you know if that's where? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I thought of one tiny little thing, and it is that um, 
we know that Cylons can project their own reality. We're not certain whether or not they can project reality for other um, other people, right? Like, mm-hmm. we've talked about whether or not when Gaius is having a conversation with Six in his head, if she's sort of projecting the world around him or not. But so then I'm wondering if that's some sort of technology, really, that the Cylons have harnessed and that when the Arrow of Apollo, when they show up at at Stonehenge and it's like the Lion King and they see the stars in the sky could also be a kind of projection in order to provide a map as a stepping stone, which I know is humans, but that's why I think it's another of those like overlapping humanities grand design versus silent grand design. Mm. Interesting. That's all. Any thoughts about, uh, about Lee's departure or about Kara's journey? Hmm. I hope Kara finds Earth. I think she will. I hope Lee finds himself. I hope, I hope, I would, I really would love to see Lee do some kind of, like, like I said in the last episode, um, or maybe not the last one, whatever recently, that I'd really like to see him kind of follow in Zarek's footsteps in a way and, and kind of shake things up, challenge the status quo, but we'll see. I hope Lee finds peace yeah. of mind. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well then, uh, we're gonna we're gonna spin up our FTL drives. We got to keep jumping can, on the, the. I hate to interrupt, but can I plug one little thing? Is, are you <laughs> stopping because I'm allowed? Um, so I've I've started. By the time this comes out, yeah, my new endeavor. Oh yeah. Um, so I have. Started a new podcast, um, not on our network, which is which is why it's illegal for you to I talk know, about it here. It feels like uh, it should be, but it's if I'm you're from New Jersey. Contracts now. I, I, uh oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it. contractually you're not allowed to do anything with another network. Uh, if calling. if you're from New Jersey, if you're is that true? <laughs> have we ever talked about that? Now I'm acting as if there's a real contract, <laughs> but like I know we have some things anyway. Um, you can't fire me. I quit. Um, So you started a new podcast. There we go. Thank you. Um, with uh, Chris Gethard, who's a longtime friend of all of ours. Yeah, we've, we've been friend, best buds forever. Friend of Left of the Dial for certain has uh, started this kind of collection of uh, podcasts and stuff called New Jersey is the World, um, and mine is uh, Patreon only, but it's um, views from the southern half of New Jersey. It's not just for folks from New Jersey, though. So if you like people getting wrapped up into debates that don't really matter, if you like hearing about weird, uh, like, Americana kind of stuff. Oh, if boy, you have I. opinions on if it's Taylor Ham or Pork it's Roll. It's Pork Roll. Tell you what, if you have opinions on whether or not it's Taylor Ham or Pork Roll and your opinion is that it's Taylor Ham, don't listen to my podcast. Oh, um, rude. Just kidding. Please listen to it. I want to keep doing it. It's at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. Um, and it's super fun. I've been having a great time over there. Hell yeah. We can't wait to hear it. And we can't Yay. wait for other people to hear it. And you'll get to hear... Um, uh, my new theme song that I'm very excited about. Mm. And uh, Caleb wrote it. Caleb wrote it. Oh, you spoiled the surprise. Oh. Te- technically, Caleb and I wrote it together. Kind of. Sort of. Technically, I wrote it. Here's the new story. Hilo's God and I wrote the theme song. I have no thoughts or opinions on this. <laughs> I'm going to um, spool up our <laughs> FTL 
else. So we're going to spool up our FTL drives and uh, keep jumping in the direction that the president wants to go. Hell president. yeah. Uh, oh, wait, no. well, Towards New Jersey. Well, Starbuck yeah. and, and Hilo go off on their, their buddy adventure to find Earth uh, in the, the spinoff series. Uh, which I wish I thought of a name for before saying that. Uh, and we'll see you next week. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. Oh, we'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition One is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.